Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to make marketing, money, and mindset your superpowers. Because the world needs more women taking up more space. And together, we can do this through growing our businesses, our platforms, and our communities. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, a business coach and speaker based in Melbourne, Australia. Twice a week, you'll hear honest, insightful conversations with my guests, along with a dose of real talk from me. Come and say hi over on Instagram at Emily Osmond. And now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm joined by the wonderful Jen Donovan, who is a marketing thought leader. Yep, a fellow marketing geek, just like me, a change maker, coach, and mentor for small businesses, a keynote speaker and podcaster. You should definitely check out her podcast called Small Business Made Simple. And she's the founder of Social Media and Marketing Australia, along with also the founder of the extremely successful community Facebook group, Buy From A Bush Business, which has currently 335,000 members, oh my goodness, and the co-founder of Spend With Us, which is Australia's answer to Amazon, but only for rural and regional small businesses. Jen takes her clients from invisible to invincible and is also a community leader and a community believer. And she's on a mission to ensure the lost art of human to human marketing and community are seated firmly in everyone's marketing strategy from now and beyond. Jen lives on a farm near Rennie, which is in regional Australia, with husband Rustin and their three children. And Jen has 10 chooks, two peacocks, two guinea fowl, a dog, a cat, and several pet lambs. She's also banned from going around the sheep in lambing season now, in case I'm guessing, because she'll probably scoop up a couple and rear them herself. So I'm so thrilled to have Jess on the podcast today. We chat about human to human marketing. What is this? What isn't this? Why does it matter? How do we do this? And really her biggest tips to help us excel in this area. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Jen Donovan. Jen, thank you so much for joining me today. Emily, I'm chuffed to be here. Thanks for having me. I'd love to start off with asking you, how do you spend your days? And I have a little disclaimer as well. When I knew you were coming on the podcast, I Googled you and you had shared a little bit about your routine and your day. And so I've got a little insight into it, but I would love you to share with my listeners a little bit of an insight into you and what you do and how you spend your time. Yeah. I think that might've been a Mamma Mia publication. It was like a day in the life of, or something like that. Yeah, I do. So I am um, a social media and marketing coach and mentor. So I spend a lot of my day sort of coaching and uh, writing content, doing podcasts, helping other small business owners. Pretty much my aim for my business is to make them make marketing a priority because if you want more people to buy from you or know that you exist, you kind of need to market to them to let them know, you know, who you are, what you sell and what you can do for them. So that takes up quite a lot of my day. I have a side hustle as well, which is called Spend With Us Buy From A Bush Business. So that's an online marketplace, which really concentrates on rural and regional small businesses, just really helping them get some traction, some sales. So it's 
kind of like Amazon, but it's only for rural and regional small businesses. And I guess that is kind of one of my passions is rural Australia. I live on a farm in a small country town just in the Riverina in the southern part of the Riverina of New South Wales. And so I really get what it's like to live in rural Australia through the peaks, the troughs, the booms, the bus. So yeah, I've got a bit of a passion. I do work with people who aren't rural orientated, but it is kind of, you know, a a little soft passion, I guess, that I have. And and one that I've grown into, like, you know, totally honestly, Emily, probably about four or five years ago, I probably would have been a little bit of shame to tell you that I lived on a farm. Whereas, you know, now it's kind of, it's who I am. So, you know, sort of embracing that and, you know, growing as a business person, I guess, yeah, has brought me to being proud of what I do and where I live. Mm. It's so interesting. Why why do you think you didn't used to be so proud about it? Do you think that perhaps perception in society has changed or what what do you think that is that's made that shift for you? Yeah, for me, it was, you know, when I was starting off, um, I had a partnership with a gentleman in Melbourne and we were doing social media and marketing together. Uh, We used to travel around the capital cities and I really felt like if you were going to be anybody, you had to live in the city and, you know, talk like people who lived in the city and, you know, thought, oh, you know, will they really think that a country girl from a farm knows anything about marketing or social media? You know, like our topic today is human to human marketing. And I think that's what I grew into. I grew into letting people in just that little bit more, a little bit more and found that people loved that about me or, you know, could relate to that about me, just like everything else that we sort of, you know, we attract, you know, the people who are attracted to us, so who see things in us. So it was something that I guess evolved over time that I realised that people weren't judging me, I was judging me. (gasps) Isn't that such a a shift and it's kind of annoying, I find, because I'm like, crap, I was just the only one even kind of thinking that. I can relate so much. I grew up in England, but then I moved to Ballarat in regional Victoria. And I remember thinking the same things, especially during school and then finishing up school and just thinking, well, I'm just like a girl from the country. Not that you can really call Ballarat country, but more regional versus all these, these city people that went to these schools in Melbourne. And I just felt a little bit like I wasn't as good. But anyway, it's super interesting, isn't it? And then it's it's kind of a we just making these things up in our in our head. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Some of it we definitely are. Well, thank you for sharing that. So I know, Jen, um, our topic today is one I'm so looking forward to getting into. We're looking at human to human marketing. And I think this is something you're just such an expert in. Could you share, first of all, what, what do we mean by this phrase or what does this phrase mean to you? So I guess to be successful in business, especially now, and it's becoming more and more so, you've got to, uh, you know, be you. And I know that the word authentic is kind of thrown around. It's a bit cliche, but at the end of the day, you know, you will attract people who are attracted to you who have the same morals and values as you or who feel that they align with you in some way. But if you don't put that out there, you'll never attract those people. If you are just going to, you know, hide behind your products or hide behind your logo or your services, then, you know, it it, it just won't attract the people who will become your biggest fans. So I guess in some ways it's just showing up 
it's you know pulling down the curtain a little bit and I don't say that you have to put you know warts and all out there or anything like that like there's bits of my personal life that are my personal life and you get to choose that but I really think that that showing up for your audience just like you know if we take away the internet we had to have bricks and mortar stores or we had to show up at markets and things like that so we actually had to have that human connection to grow our businesses and then we'll kind of give it online and we you know some small business owners kind of went oh good I can hide behind this now and I don't need to show up anymore when you know it just doesn't work like that so true could you give an example Jen of perhaps what it what a business would look like if they weren't doing this what 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 are some of the telltale signs that you see that like okay yeah I can see that perhaps they they're not really leveraging this human to human marketing and they're not showing up what what do you spot with businesses that aren't doing this yeah, I guess if you have a really big marketing budget, like the Golden Arches, for instance, you know, you can get away with this. Like we don't know who's behind some of the biggest businesses that we buy from every day. But as a small business owner in such a crowded and noisy marketplace, the thing that I probably see the most is that they're always chasing the next sale. So they're always chasing that new customer because they haven't built any relationships with other customers who have already purchased from them. There is not that community, that relationship building and and human to human marketing and community building just kind of go really hand in hand. So that's probably the first thing that I find is that the small business owner is often burning out because they are always chasing that next person rather than trying to show up and nurture a community who relates to them and sort of, you know, has that know, like and trust factor. Yeah. Do you think this is something that has changed and or what are the changes that you've seen in this more community focused sense of um, doing business? Do you think, like I said, this is something that has shifted in the last, I don't know, 10 years, last few years? And if so, in what ways? Yeah, look, I think it's even shifted in the last two years. I think that there has been a really big shift in people just wanting to know who is the person behind the business. I suppose 10 years ago, there started to be this really big shift as farmers and, you know, a couple of other enterprises that I'm involved in, we saw a shift of, you know, the paddock to plate. So people wanted to know where their food was coming from and people wanted to know who grew it and, and you know, what their miles were and that sort of thing from paddock to plate. And I think then it kind of moved into the small business owner who might be selling the candles or might be selling the course or things like that. All of a sudden people are like, well, who are you? You know, if I'm going to spend my money with you, who are you? You know, do we align or have you just got a really good strategy behind you that's, you know, tapping me on the shoulders? So I think there has been a really big shift And the pandemic has probably brought it forward as well because a lot more of us are shopping online. And, you know, according to Australia Post, online shopping has moved 10 years in 18 months. Like we were 10 years kind of behind the US and the UK and now we've caught up. We are well adverse online shoppers. But then you kind of like, well, who is this person? And, um, yeah, I think you get invested in people and that's how you grow a business and that's how you grow a community. Totally agree with you, Jen. And I really think that as consumers, so many of us put more consideration 
and weight on the values of the businesses and the business owners that we buy from. And we really want to know what do they stand for? What do they care about? Who are they? And then that builds that amazing sense of trust, connection, loyalty. So it's just so powerful. I love how you spoke about the paddock to plate and now it's it's moved into these small businesses that it's kind of like, show, you know, show us who is behind this. So where are some places for people to start with this? What are some great ways that those listening can almost check off and they're like, am I doing this? Am I not doing this? What are some tips you can share? Well, I guess, um, you know, Instagram is a really good place to see it really quickly. Go to your grid where's your face? You know, is there any videos? Is it, you know, all all your real sort of like, you know, your hands and, you know, just your products and things like that. So even though, you know, I think there are other social platforms uh, that you should be showing up on, Instagram's a really quick check-in. Am I showing up for my audience? And if you have to scroll much further than about, you know, nine, 10 tiles, the answer is probably not. If, you know, if you can't see your face or, you know, some sort of personality, the biggest sticking point that I come across is people don't like video. People feel that I don't want to show up on video. I don't like the way I sound and the way that I look on video. And I don't know about you, Emily, but I don't like myself either on video. In fact, I listen to my podcast and I think, that doesn't even sound like me. Like, I don't know what the sound mixer does, but, you know, I don't think it sounds like me. So I think it is the perception that we think we look and sound differently to what we actually do. And so I think we just somehow we need to get over that. And I remember uh, quite some years back, my friend Sam broke my heart one lunchtime. I was in a mastermind program with him and our thing for the day during lunchtime that we had to do was a live video on Facebook. Now that just made me so sick to the absolute pit of my core. And I complained about it all lunchtime. Poor old Sam. I think he was absolutely sick to death of me complaining by the end of lunchtime. And he just turned around to me. He said, but Jen, you look and sound the same to me right now as what you do on video. So I don't know what your problem is. If you can talk to me, surely you can pretend you're talking to me and just put a camera in front of you. And it was kind of like a bit of a light bulb moment of, yeah, I actually can talk to people. So I just need to stop overthinking this and I just need to hit record. So some of it is just realizing that, you know, you will think that you look different and you will uh, sound different and other bits of it are just taking it slowly. Like I did a a little bit of some work for some cake decorators not so long ago. So I was like, just set your phone up on, I think it's slow motion, slow-mo or something like that. And just, you know, make a cake. And, you know, so it takes a film of maybe 20 minutes and makes it into like a 10 second clip. So it's you showing up, but you're not looking at the camera, you're not talking to the camera, just, you know, start there perhaps or start with a boomerang, you know, which is one of those three-second type of videos. Or the other thing that you could do is just press record and you don't have to post it anywhere, but just get used to talking to your phone. And if you make a mistake, don't press stop, don't start again because you're interrupting your rhythm. Just keep talking until, you know, 
you perhaps feel a little bit comfortable. But I will say that people who take the risk and show up online, they are always quite astounded by the results that they get. Like the algorithm, seriously, and I know I'm talking to, you know, the person who, you know, knows a lot about algorithms and social media, but it really does favour video and your people will really love you showing up and it will probably be one of the most liked and commented photos that you put up there or videos that you put up there and it's kind of annoying when that happens because then it's like crap okay it does work this means I'm gonna have to do this more (laughs) absolutely I get hate mail oh now now you've I've proved you right I have to do more how do I do more (laughs) just do another one (laughs) What are some ways that this has helped your business or any stories or examples of the power that uh, taking this approach and really showing up for your audience, which you do so well, has created results or impact for your business? Yeah, look, I think it's um, it's created massive impact for my business um, and for me as well. Like, like I said at the very start, you know, I wasn't particularly proud of who I was, what I did. And the more I showed up, the more my community encouraged me to show up. And it was okay to tell them a little bit about, you know, my pet sheep. Oh, you know, I might be recording my podcast and I'll have to say, oh, uh, you know, you'll have to excuse that noise. That's my peacock in the background. You know, he's just making so much noise. And people, you know, will send messages. They may not send a message about what the podcast was about, but they will often send a message and go, oh my God. I had a peacock when I was young or I love pet lambs or you know and it just becomes part of who you are and part of your story and so my audience has taught me that's okay and I didn't think that was okay so I guess in some ways you know your audience is engaging more with you but they're teaching you some big life lessons about just being a human and showing up and I really do think that the whole values like people will do business with people who align with their values especially when it comes to small business owners. If I take someone who makes amazing, gorgeous smelling candles, that's a beautiful business, but you have so much competition out there. You know, how do you stand out from everybody else? And yes, maybe there's some fragrances and maybe there's a couple of, you know, different jars and things like that. But at the end of the day, one of the biggest ways to stand out is you, because no one does candles like you. You know, using those stories and storytelling and just, you know, showing up, you will attract people who are attracted to that story as well as your candles. And it's not about being recognized in the supermarket or anything like that, but it is about, you know, people hearing something, reaching out, and you just create that friendship or that sense of community with them rather than just a follower. So true. As you were talking, I couldn't help but think of one of my members, Franca, who runs Blackwood Soy Candles. She just has such a fun, amazing personality, which she shows through her social media. She shows through her marketing and like a point of difference and something that is unique is that she'll swear and on her candle jars, I th- I'm trying to remember, I think it's like kind of effing fabulous or thank F your 40 or something like this. And just having like that personality that carries through from the candles to her, to how she shows up, to how she writes her captions just makes her stand out. And it's that, like you were saying, Jen, it's really just showing that human, the humanness of of the business, of the brand, of the person behind it that is so magnetic and you're either going to like it or you're not. 
that's kind of what we want. Because if we're somewhere in between, it's like, oh, I think, I don't know. I think oh, that's cool. That's okay. You're going to quickly forget about that brand. Even you sharing around kind of worrying about you weren't good enough based on where you came from or your background or where you lived. And then realizing, well, that's okay. And I'm okay if people don't like that is so powerful because then we attract the people that can lean in and that can recognize those things in us that they connect with, that they maybe aspire to have. And it's so much more powerful from a business perspective because now we have loyal audience, loyal people that care about the business, that want to hear the next update, whether it's from your peacock or whatever it is, or Frank's next hilarious quote thing that she has on her candles. We all have similar in some way products, services, things that we offer. But what makes them so unique is the way that we bring our own experiences, our own values, thoughts, beliefs, desires into it and really lean into and have the courage to share them. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it does take courage. And, you know, if you start thinking about, you know, human to human marketing, you will start to see it as you read emails or as you start to look at people's social media slightly differently. And you will see that, oh, I connect with that person, not just because of their product, but because, you know, they mentioned this or, you know, I think they're hilarious or things like that. You can take it too far. Some people show up their personality is so big that you forget what they're selling. And so it can sometimes go a little bit too far. There's a lady that I follow on Instagram and I absolutely love her reels. And I was telling someone about it the other day and Louise said to me, oh yes, she sells the most amazing candles. I'm like, oh, has she got a shop? Oh, I never realized because she's never mentioned them. You know, so it is about showing up, but it is about showing up and also introducing what it is that you sell. So for this lady, like I followed her, but I had no idea that she actually had products because I'd never gone to her feed, only seen her reels. So that was a bit of an eye opener as well to think, well, actually, sometimes you can take this a little bit too far and forget that, you know, you are trying to attract people into a business as well. Yes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got to have that purpose behind it, don't you? It's like, what is the strategy? What is the reason? What is the purpose? is behind this content. Absolutely. Absolutely. It comes down to strategy and, you know, talking about things like, uh, you know, chooks and peacocks and all that, there's not a strategy behind that, but it's not the only thing that I talk about, but yeah, it is, you know, showing up with purpose. Hmm. Got one last question. We spoke around values and, and the values of business owners. What's the starting place for people to perhaps start sharing more of their own values? You know, it can be a little bit scary. It can take courage to just be more you, to be more real. What have you seen works well? Or what would you suggest for people that are like, yeah, I want to do this? What's what's a great next step for them? I think that if your values are embodied in you and your business, they show up anyway. Even if you don't think that you're putting them out there, people are seeing those values. You know, one of my values is, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, just do it. You know, I, I talk about ready, fire, aim. You know, the world doesn't need someone else aiming to do something. The world needs more action, take it. And therefore, I show up in ready, fire, aim. There's spelling mistakes. There's, you know, inconsistencies. There's this, there's that. But that's who I am. I'm not a perfect person. So I don't put out the message about 
about being perfect. So there's also those subtle things that you're doing, even though you perhaps aren't saying my values are. And I think also you can choose which values and what things that you want to put out there. For instance, you know, you mightn't want a stance on what's happening in the world at the moment. That mightn't be part of your business conversation you want to have. And that's okay if it's a personal value that you don't want to share via your business. Because I think that's another thing about showing up online is you have to be really careful because there is definitely a huge blurry line between, you know, you as the individual and you as the owner of a business. And I think the two are really hard to separate now, especially if you have a bit of a community that follows you on social media. So you have to be aware of what you're putting out there. But I think, you know, do you know your business values is probably my biggest question. You know? Oh, that's, yeah, big one. Yeah. And where are they? You know, if I went to your website, can I see your business values on your about page or, you know, just flowing through your copy? Can I tell those or, or are they just in your head or on a piece of paper on a goals board or something like that? So I think the more you really do have values and you embody them, I think you are probably sharing them more than what you think you are. Oh, Jen, thank you so much for spending this time with me, for sharing so openly and so generously about human to human marketing, building community connection. And uh, yeah, it's just been wonderful. Where can everyone go to find you, connect with you, follow you? Thank you. I I just love talking about this. I could talk about it till the cows come home, literally. I'm just so passionate. And I guess anyone who's listening who perhaps isn't showing up, I would just really encourage you to show up. Just do it. And, you know, tag Emily, tag me. We'll be your biggest cheerers. We'll cheer you on. And I promise you that so many other people in your community will as well. But I hang out on all the social media platforms. On Instagram, I'm at Donovan underscore. LinkedIn is a place I like to hang out. So if there's anyone on LinkedIn, come and find me on there. Otherwise on Facebook, I am uh, Social Media Marketing Australia is the name of my business. And I'd love to, you know, say hi. So please reach out. And also your podcast. Oh, yes. My podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Where can everyone find that one? So it's called Small Business Made Simple. And yeah, I'd love you to come over there and have a bit of a listen if you're looking to make your small business simplified. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Jen. And look forward to chatting soon. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by my free online masterclass, why your marketing isn't making you sales and what to do about it. You'll learn how to get heard and seen in this noisy online world and stop being invisible. How to fill your audience with the right people, people who will love your content and will actually buy your products, services, or programs and how to consistently turn your followers into raving customers without being fake or salesy. This free masterclass is perfect if you're about to launch your business or you're a small business owner. Register now at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. That's emilyosmond.com forward slash free. And remember, until next time, connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.